All right, so, um, can you tell me something I really didn't need to know? Hey, Mom, tell me something I didn't need to know. So how about let's learn something we really don't need to know. Let's do this again, huh? What? We already did this? Let's do this again. We're going to record. Woo-hoo. You know I love recording. I know. I know. You love what we do. I do. Even if we're not good at it, we love it. And sometimes I listen to us and I think, oh, we do sound good. And sometimes I listen to us and go, someone needs to just shut up at that table. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, everybody should shut up at that table. (laughs) Welcome to Murder. Let's not. Take two. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm probably leaving that in. Oh, Lord. It'll go in our new trailer. Okay. All right. Let's try this again. Okay. Welcome to Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know. I'm Mary Swartz. And I'm Hannah Green. We in, are your hostesses with the mostesses. In the In flesh. our glass. Oh, usually yes. Yes, usually. Oh my gosh. This is a podcast for those of you who are new where we kind of just talk about the weird, the bizarre, the unexpected... The silly. Yes. Um, We cover some stuff you'll find in the news. We cover some stuff that's happened in history. You know, cover a little bit of everything, really. With the exception of we don't usually cover murders on here. You're not going to find anything gruesome, horrifying in that kind of a way on this podcast. We save that for the other one. That is true. You will, however, find some really good coffee, some really good tea, and some really good drinks. Oh, Jesus, yes. And a lot of laughter. Oh, can't do it without it. Of course not. Can't do it without it. So thank you to all of our listeners who are here with us today. All right, so we were um, recording, I think, I don't know, we were recording. Yes. One of our listeners has sent me a message, and we talked about this on air, about the wine called 19 Crimes. Yes, yes, yes. And now we can get that in Michigan because they're overseas. They're in another country. Right. Um, And they were trying to figure out how to buy a bottle and ship it to us. Well, they don't have to because we actually do get it in Michigan here. Right. It just so happens that I started listening to a new podcast. It's called Cults, Crimes, and Cabernet. Oh. It's two women, two friends. Um, do a good job. They cover a lot of different stuff. They're, there's nothing. I mean, they're not professionals, obviously. They do kind of like you and I. They do their own stories. They do their own research. They do good. their own editing. They do everything on their own. Um, just so happens that one of the episodes I listened to right after that, they were drinking 19 Crimes. Oh, that's fun. Yes. You'll have to mention that on the other podcast as I well. I will. Because when I Googled 19 Crimes, it sounded like everything was really dry. And Han and I are not into dry wines. Not typically. Now, these ladies are. They didn't care for this 19 Crimes because it was too sweet. So I actually did write down the name so I could pick up us up a bottle. Okay. So we can try it. Awesome. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. I figure if there's too sweet for them, it might be okay for us. <laughs> All right. Mary. Yeah. Mary, have you a word of the day for us today? You ready? I'm, I think so. Okay. So, pizza. 
Zopisa? Z-O. Zo. Zo. Z-O-P-I-S-S-A. Zopisa. Hmm. I don't have anything. Family friendly? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking like, is this, is this what a Greek woman says to a man when she's angry? Zopisa off! That was good, but no. <laughs> I mean, the accent was really good. I oh, God, that this, accent was terrible, honey. I almost saw this fat Italian short lady standing there. Which is funny because I said Greek. Yeah, you did. And it didn't sound Greek to me. I told you, I have terrible accents. Not a good, good Italian. No. Zopisa. A medicinal preparation made from wax and pitch. They scrape off the side of a ship. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just let me die. Thanks anyway. God only knows what's in that shit. Oh my God. <laughs> that was a good word. No, you're not getting a soap piece of that. Wow. <laughs> All right, what do you got? Oh, I'm going with, and I might mispronounce this, okay? What? You? I know. Either one of us ever mispronounce anything? I know. Really? I know. This is my shocked face that nobody else can see but you. <laughs> Drapetomania. Well, uh, excuse you. Would you like me to spell that? <laughs> Drapetomania. Drap. Drapetomania. Drapetonmania. Drapetonmania. And I'm sure that I've just totally butchered that word. Okay. You thought you were throwing something new at me. But see, I've heard this word before. Oh. Oh, okay. How do you okay. say it? Drop it to mania. Okay. Drop it to mania. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. What's it mean? It means when you can't handle the, the feel of toothpaste in your mouth. No. You're incorrect. You're incorrect. <laughs> I'm so right. You're wrong. <laughs> You're wrong. Sounded good. It did. Sounded like I knew what I was talking about for a second. <laughs> I will actually give you a bonus word this week just because it made me think of this. <laughs> Drapetomania okay. is an incredible urge to run away from home. Oh, Jesus, yes, we should have known this one. <laughs> we both are very familiar with this one. All right, ready? Here's like a, that. That was here, here is a bonus word for you this week. Okay. Triskaidekaphobia. And I know I said that one correctly. Thank you very much. When you hate the feeling of toothpaste in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Close. It is the fear of the number 13. Oh, wow. How is that close? Besides the fact... No. I was being sarcastic. I was being sarcastic. Here I thought you were being nice for a minute. No, you're not <gasps> being nice. I was. I was I was being encouraging. Okay. All it's right. like on Family Feud when... When, when you give the stupidest answer. answer. And everybody's like, good answer, good answer, and yeah. In their head they're going... Jesus Christ, what are you thinking? Shut your mouth! <laughs> Quit talking! You know it. All right. <laughs> Speaking of shut your mouth. Okay, open your mouth and take a drink. Mm. <laughs> oh. That is so beautiful. All right. Today, we're drinking Farm Fresh Wine Company's Blueberry Moscato. Oh, I love this is brand. A nat natural fruit wine. Yep. Yes, we really do like... I, I believe they're in, are they in Omina? They are in Omina, Michigan. Yep. Yes. Yep. They make um, 
some amazing fruit wines. Amazing fruit wines. I'm trying to remember. There's something else that I've, some other place I've been to that is also Nomina. Now I feel like I'm going to have to look this up. All right, you Google that. You Google that while I thank everybody for spending part of their day with us and joining us and, you know, being willing to listen to us and put up with our stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're, that is a fantastic brand. It is because they make a cherry and a raspberry and I'm not sure what else they make. Um, I almost want to say they make a lemon, but I'm not positive on that one. I don't know. But we've had several. They have a mango. I think they I don't know that I've had the mango. Yeah, it's amazing wine. So no, it's it's a very nice company and it's just delicious and easy to drink and I feel like I feel like I should be sitting out in the yard in the sunshine with this glass of wine. But we're not. Leelana Wine Cellars. Okay. Is in Omina. Oh, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. It's one of those places I really do want to go to. Uh 45 North, which I know you've heard. Oh, I actually Bought our brother something from this specific one. It's called 2K Farms Cidery and Winery. Because our brother's name is, his initials are K-K. Right. 2K. Yes. Black Star. I got it. Black Star Farms. Oh, we love that one. They have a a tasting room in Omina. We're going to have to spend the weekend up there somewhere. I know. Isn't that fantastic? Yeah. There's actually like three pages of wineries near Omina. Wow. Yeah, we'll stay busy. Yeah. We might not come Oh, home. Green Bird, which I've been to. They're we might fantastic. Have to just record from up there. I would be all right with that. Yeah, Omina is not far from Traverse City. That's pretty cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's pretty cool. All right. Um, have you ever played the game Wordle? Yeah, I actually find it a little on the boring side. Do you? It's not super challenging for me. Oh, Larry and I play it together. Wordle saves lives. Yes, I did I did hear about this, okay. but tell our listeners. All right, so police discovered an 80-year-old Illinois woman being held against her will at home by an intruder because her family requested a wellness check. Why did they request a wellness check? Because she had not sent her daughter her Wordle score for the day. Right. There's no telling how long Denise Holt might have remained captive if not for the concern of her daughter, who was actually 2,100 miles away in Seattle. Meredith Holt, that's her daughter's name, noticed that her mother hadn't read her text the previous night, and she was even more concerned when she realized that her mother didn't send her her daily score from Wordle that morning. So Meredith called the, the Lincolnwood police in the town that her mother lived in, and the police went to her home to perform a wellness check and discover that she was being held against her will. There's a whole lot that goes into it, but we're not going to cover it because that's not the podcast. And today, Denise Holt is fine. She feels lucky to be alive. She's counting her blessings. She still plays Wordle. I think we would all count our blessings if we were in her shoes. No doubt. Yes. All right. I don't know if you saw this. This actually happened in December. Okay. A Tesla owner decided to blow up his Tesla with dynamite because he was faced with a $22,000 repair bill. Jesus, Carmen. He, you know what? He should have had car shield. So this I have a little, I, I put the car shield I have a little picture. He actually strapped dynamite to his car. Oh, for God's sakes. 66 pounds of dynamite destroyed his 2013 Tesla Model S. It was actually documented in a YouTube video. 
At which point, I'm sure the insurance company does not have to pay him. <laughs> Self-inflicted. It was going to cost him $22,000 to replace the car's battery. I wish you could see the look on Mary's face right Holy now. shit. He had only bought the vehicle about a year and a half ago. And the car worked fine when he bought it. But after about 900 miles, he began to notice water leaks and error codes. So he took the car to a repair shop and was given the repair estimate. And so he actually um, started reaching out to people. He wrote, reached out to several YouTubers. Um, Did he start a GoFundMe page? That's what everybody else does nowadays. Right? Um, and so the he got this team of, of people together. They actually removed the battery and the motor. And then they took the car to an explosion site. This happened outside of Helsinki, by the way. This was not in the U.S. If the battery is the problem, why are you removing that? Because you don't want to blow it up. There's toxic... Personally, I don't want to blow up the car. Well, me You could have parted it out. Jeez, oh, Pete, what an idiot. So they took it to an abandoned quarry. Um, and then they used... They used a whole team. They had the help of these people called the Bomb Dudes. The Bomb Dudes. That is professional sounding. The Bomb Dudes. Um, you want to blow up someone? Call the Bomb Dudes. We're here for you. But ready? Before they blew it up, they dropped a dummy made to look like Elon Musk. Oh, for God's sake. From a helicopter onto the car. And the figure was then strapped into the Tesla. Oh, my before God. Before it was blown up. Can you say childish in four languages? <laughs> I can't, but can so you? So <laughs> it was actually, it was actually, the the entire thing was recorded. It was posted on YouTube on December 17th. And this article was posted on December 30th. And it says, so I don't know what day of the week that was. But it said, as of Thursday, the video had 5 million views uh, mine is not one of them do not wish to see it mine either do but not but wish to really see really this is what that and yes to me you part it out you donate it to charity and use it as a tax, tax right off yeah. there are so many other things that you could have done not that this isn't an amusing story to share with our listeners but really you know, every time I think that I have seen the depths of human stupidity, one of us proves me wrong. Well, you know that if stupid humans weren't a thing, we wouldn't have a podcast. We would. It just wouldn't be this one. We wouldn't. It would be we have nothing to talk about. It would be we're drinking a lovely bottle of wine today. Listen mm. to us drink. <laughs> we'll tell you about it as we drink. Mm. Oh, that was a delightful bottle. We should have another. <laughs> We kind of do that anyway. <laughs> it's just not our focus on air. All right. <laughs> All right. You, you ready? Story? I have a story for I us. I know. It's your week to tell me a story. I know. Try not to put me to sleep. Let's talk about Bigfoot. Ooh, I love Bigfoot. Yeah, Bigfoot. You know what they say about Bigfoot. No, why don't you tell me, Mary? <laughs> nope. going to leave that to your imagination now. You're trying to make me feel awkward. Not going to happen. I just wonder what they say about Bigfoot. He's hard to find? They say a lot of things about Bigfoot. Okay. You have a license for him? 
I don't need one for this. Mm. Okay. Okay. All right. Now I know how much that this. You should probably specific... drink while you're telling me this story. It's important. Okay. This is delicious. I know how much time that this specific podcast has spent talking about Bigfoot. Oh. I hope our listeners aren't tired of hearing about Bigfoot More yet. than any other subject we've covered, I'm pretty sure, like, you know, the pants to deploy. Bigfoot. We, yeah. Yeah. We've covered a lot of Bigfoot over the, a lot of Bigfoot. Over the year and a half we've been doing this. Now just go, go with me here, okay? Where are we going? We're going to Texas. Haven't been there in a while. I'm not talking about Bigfoot the creature. Oh. Instead, we're going to talk about Bigfoot, Texas. Oh. It's a place that's almost as unseen as the creature. Okay. Now, Bigfoot, Texas sounds a lot like a town that you and I would love. It does. It does. I would go there just for the name. It's I wouldn't even tell you where we're going. I'd just say, okay, get off the highway and go in, go in this direction. And, and I would, would do it. You would trust me. I would. Silly girl. <laughs> We've had a lot of amazing adventures that way. Yes, we have. Now, Bigfoot, Texas is everything that you and I look for when we travel. History. It has an interesting history. It's small. Good food. And it's not what most people would call touristy. Yes, we don't do touristy. Bigfoot, Texas is located in Frio County. It's at the intersection of Farm Roads 462 and 472. Not very big, is it? It's about 35 miles south of San Antonio, so within driving distance of a lot of cool things to do. Okay. Now, it was founded in 1865, and this town, which is only about 24 square miles, was originally called Connolly's Store, after Bob Connolly. <laughs> God, I wish we had video, because the faces you have made today are fantastic. We'll start doing video one of these days. I have to do my hair for that. <laughs> I'd have to do something, too, because I'm looking a little rough today. Put a hat on your head. You'll be fine. <laughs> it's not so much the hair, it's the face. We'll just put bags on our faces and hats <laughs> on our heads, and we'll be good. We the will be, eye holes. We'll be like the customers I get that come in that are wearing, like, they're wearing a medical mask and gigantic sunglasses and a hat, and all I can think is two years ago, we'd be calling the cops, <laughs> and now it's normal. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Don't, right. don't send me down rabbit holes because you're sending me down rabbit holes. <laughs> All right. By 1880, now the town had established a mill. Okay. Okay. Like a sawmill? Yeah. All I found was it said a mill. A mill. Okay. And in 1883, the post office was built and the town officially changed its name to Bigfoot. Okay. What an odd choice for a town name, you might think. I would think that, yes. Although but... if you think that's weird, just Google weird town names. The list is long. Don't get me. You're going to send me down rabbit holes today that I will never come out of. Chugwater, anyone? Hell? Nowhere? Climax? Yes. We could keep going. <laughs> okay. Now, Bigfoot was actually chosen as the name for the town after the famous Texas Ranger Bigfoot Wallace, who had actually lived in that area. Born in Virginia on April 3rd, 1817, as William Alexander Anderson Wallace. Bigfoot traveled to Texas in 1836. He had received word that his older brother had been killed in the Goliad Massacre, and he was determined to avenge his brother's death. Now, Bigfoot actually became one of the most noted men in Texas history. 
By the 1850s, he was a commander with the Texas Rangers in charge of leading his own company of men. He was known to be an expert at tracking, and he was very resourceful no matter what the circumstances were. So you're saying if anyone could find Bigfoot, he would be the the guy? He would be the guy. Okay. It is said he was an interesting frontiersman. That's our kind of person. Now, he was a big man. Six foot four, 240 pounds. Big guy. Okay. I don't picture that as being that big, but okay. Back then, that was a pretty good size. You're talking 1800s. Okay, you're right. But he was also known as a man who was generous with a big heart. That's our kind of guy. Yes. Bigfoot Wallace actually died near Bigfoot on a ranch. Uh, He died on January 7th, 1899 from pneumonia. Now, when you consider he was born in 1817, he was actually 81 years old, not quite 82 when he died. That's kind of, yeah, to me, that's kind of old for that era. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. What a life. He was buried in the local cemetery there in Frio County, but soon after that, the government actually had his remains reinterred in the state cemetery in Austin, Texas. Wow. A fictional version of Wallace was portrayed in Dead Man's Walk, which was the prequel to The Lonesome Dove, both oh. in the book and in the movie. Wow. He was also portrayed in a five-part miniseries on the History Channel called Texas Rising, and again in a novel called Miss Chisholm by Russ Brown. Now, as I mentioned, Bigfoot, the town, is tiny, but it has a lot of history. Mm-hmm. Okay. Some of it, like most towns, is a little sad. Now, after the post office was established and the town was renamed to Bigfoot, a school and a general store were established. By 1900, the town's population was 146. Okay. Unfortunately, in 1903, a fire swept through the town and burned down a large part of the business district. We've definitely heard about that when I did the French Quarter. We talked about a town, and I think it wiped out 80% of the whole town. Yeah. The buildings. But the town tried to bounce back, so by the 1930s, the population was about 100 people. In the 1940s, the town consisted mainly of the post office, a church, a school, five businesses, and a handful of homes. That's sad. Tiny town. That is sad. Now, in the 1950s, the Bigfoot oil field was developed south of town, and that seemed like it was going to lead to great things, because oil is a big business, so how could it not? Right. In 1954, a woman, whose name I could not actually find. No, we're not doing another one of those stories. No. No. No, We're going to end this right here. No. (laughs) No, not like that. (laughs) Two weeks ago, you did a story that, I know, but not on this podcast, on the other one. Okay. Now, so this woman, I couldn't find her name. Tried. Could not find it. Was running the red and white grocery store. Now, from what I gather from my research, the red and white grocery store was actually a chain of, like, little grocery stores. Okay. Okay? Yeah. In that area. It was actually attached to her home. So, the front of the the building was the store, and she lived in the back. I think a lot of them did that. And it's, you know, that's kind of smart, in my opinion. Yeah. So one day, while she was running the store, her phone in her home rang, and it was a long-distance call from New York. Now, back then, long-distance calls were very expensive, so this was unexpected, to say the least. 
It was a producer who wanted her to fly to New York to appear on a game show called The Name's the Same. What? That's insane. Now, the way that this show worked was panelists would ask her questions and try to guess, in this case, the name of her hometown. They would bring people on who had either like they lived in the same, in a someplace that had the same name as something else, or their name was the name the same as somebody else, or their business. You get it. You get the idea. Okay. Okay. She didn't think she should go, but her family and her friends actually encouraged her to, and so she went off to New York. All expenses paid. They fly her out there. They put her up. She does this game show. She actually managed to stump the panelist. The closest guess was Big Feet. Oh, ooh, they came close. Okay. So she did return to Bigfoot Triumphant with an extra $80 in her pocket. That's it? That's it. 80 bucks. 80 bucks. When I researched the show, because you can actually find out about it on IMDb. I have that. I found that it ran for three seasons, and there were actually a lot of big names on the show. Now, some of the panelists and hosts that people might recognize still would be... See if you recognize any of these names. Okay, okay. Mary. Carl Rayner. Reiner. Yeah. Gene Rayburn. Oh, my God. Bob Shepard. Woo. And Mike Wallace. Yes, the journalist. Oh, my The The, the news correspondent, 60 Minutes dude. Yes. Oh, yeah. My There were God. a lot of famous people who actually also were on the show. Um. I couldn't find the exact episode that she appeared on, but it would have been either the second or the third season because the second season ran um, like 53 and 54 and the the third season ran 54 and 55 and she was on in 1954. Okay. So either the second or the third season. Now it looks like if you're up at 3.30 in the morning and you have GSN, which is the game show network. Yes. You can watch reruns. Well, that's what I was just going to say. I said oh, okay. I might actually try to see if I can find a place to watch this game show just for fun. Yes. It says GSN, 3.30 in the morning. I don't happen to have GSN, but I have a lot of other options that I might be able to find it through. That I can, like, stream GSN. Wow. So, by 1964, the population of Bigfoot had risen to 210 people. Ooh. There were now three churches. Sadly, like a lot of things in life, it didn't last. From 1972 through 1994, the population of Bigfoot averaged just 75 people. That's sad. Yes. So what would happen to this tiny and historic town? I don't really have an answer. But somehow, something happened, and things turned around. Perhaps it's simply the draw of the simple life, the desire for people to get away from the big cities but still live close enough to easily drive there for work and entertainment. Because remember, it's a little over half an hour from San Antonio. Right. Because by 2000, the population of Bigfoot had boomed to 304 people. Holy shit. So from 94 to 2000, it went from 75 people to 304. That's like four times the amount. Yeah. And in the last census information that I could find, the town hit a population of 450 people in 2010. Okay. Now today, Bigfoot has a couple of churches. They have a lot of wonderful small businesses that are all locally owned. Do they have a bar? They do. Oh, I was going to say, we could go there and open one. We'll open a winery. They, um, 
the spot where the red and white grocery stood, mm-hmm. that the that was all torn down, and it is now the community park, complete oh. with a picnic shelter, cool. where you and I would gladly go eat a rotisserie chicken and oh some God. cheese and a bottle of wine. There is a Bigfoot museum there. Yes. It is housed in a small log cabin. The museum is home to Bigfoot Wallace mementos. There are photo albums and other historic items from the town as well. And a large rock that weather has shaped into a foot. Oh my goodness. Which is kept to, of course, memorialize Bigfoot. The museum gets about 500 visitors a year and is open on the first Saturday morning of each month or by appointment. They believe that they would have more visitors to the museum, but they don't have the manpower to be open more than they are because it's run strictly by volunteer. Right. There's also a really beautiful commemorative marker in town for Bigfoot Wallace, along with replicas of old buildings and a small unmarked cemetery just outside of town. There is also growing smack dab in the middle of the main road, which is the FM 472, a tree. A really large tree. And so you're going down the road, and the road just goes around the tree. tree. Yes. Yes. Leave the tree, move the road. That is what they did. That's the way it should always be. Now, when I went digging, the town has been described as good for hunting, farming, and rural activities. And I'm kind of curious as to what exactly does that mean? You didn't jump down that rabbit hole what a rural activities meant. I, I'm, I'm a little in my head. In, you. in my in my head, my mind went. Does that mean cornhole? Does that mean cow tipping? What, what exactly do rural activities mean? I think it's like the watermelon hoedown. I don't know, but I really. So I actually went on to, Bigfoot has a website. The town has a website. Okay. Sadly, the community calendar has not been updated since 2020. Okay. That's sad. I think that this town could put on a fantastic festival that would draw a shit ton of people. We could go help them. Can you imagine? Because you could take that in so many directions. Oh, yeah, you absolutely could. Oh, my gosh. I love that idea. Yeah. Absolutely love well, that idea. Now that you mentioned that it hasn't been updated since 2020, maybe COVID hit this town. Yeah. And maybe it did bad. I mean, because we know COVID did bad things I, I to know. really big towns. I know. That's, yeah, that's a yeah. scary, sad thought. Yes, it is. All right. Now, one former resident that visits every chance they get refers to it as a very homey place. I think it's a place we would like. I think it sounds perfectly lovely, lovely and I hope that someday... We get to visit it. Put that on our bucket list for later on down the road. Bigfoot, Texas. Hell yeah. That's awesome. So if we have listeners that have been there, we would love to hear about it. We'd love to see pictures. We'd love to hear places that you love about it, memories that you have. Really honestly, if we have listeners who have been there, who live there, who know someone who lives there. Heck yeah. Bigfoot, Texas. Bigfoot, Texas. How freaking cool is that? I love that story. You always bring us unusual and different and a little unexpected. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, Bigfoot, Texas. It's just this really, really little town that has fought really hard to be who and what and where they are. That is so cool. 
I love that. And I wouldn't want to do, ever do anything that would change that for them, but I would love for people to know they exist. Wow. I like it. Good job. Thanks. All right. Sweet. Hope everybody else enjoyed that one. Just a little different, you know? Hell yeah. So, Hannah and I want to say thank you to all of our listeners who are with us today. To anybody that stopped by, gave us some of their day, part of their time, stuck with us. We hope you enjoyed Hannah's story today. It's pretty cool. She tells a good story. You can find us on Facebook at Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know. Um, you can also find us if you want to email us at tmsidntk at gmail.com. And all of our links are on the Facebook page. Yes, yes they are. So we're also on Twitter at tmsidntk. We love it when you guys send us suggestions. We love it when you send us comments, ideas, even if you just send us a headline. Because frequently I have listeners who just send me headlines. Sometimes those headlines end up being tidbits, and sometimes they send me down rabbit holes that end up being stories, but they're always amazing. Yeah. Feel free to follow the podcast if you don't. Leave us a rating and a review, which is super, super helpful and easy for you to do. Yeah, 60 seconds or less. Yep. Unless Um, you're like some people we know and you're all thumbs when it comes to typing. That is true. You can find us pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts, obviously. Of course. We are. Amazingly all over the place we are i'm so proud of what we're doing i'm so proud of how far we've come i'm just so proud of this and you know we're not doing this to change the world we're not doing this to make money we're doing this because we love sharing with others so if you have something you think that we should share whether it's Somebody you know who would make a fantastic guest yep. because they have an interesting story, because they have a fantastic business. Yeah, I mean, if you have your own story and you don't want us to tell it, we'd be glad to have you tell your own story to us. Yeah, and absolutely. We will sh- yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if you have something to bring to the table, bring it. Reach out, bring it to us. Hell yeah. We'll find a way to make it work for you. Yeah. This isn't about us. It really isn't. We're just the medium that puts it out there. We have a good time doing it. We We do. do. We do. And if you happen to be local and you have something to share with us. Hey, stop on by. We share. We share wine. We share coffee. We share tea. We share a lot of things. Chocolate. Cookies. Laughter. We accept gifts. Rubber ducks. <laughs> if you'd like to send us something because you think that we just really are incomplete without something that you have come across, reach out. We'll make it happen. If you um, knit and you can make Hana a rubber duck hat. Oh my God. I would, totally, awesome. I would totally wear it. Also, can you imagine a rubber duck scarf that matches it? Well, I was just going to say, I wear a lot of sweaters. So if you can knit and you want to make me a rubber duck sweater, go for it. I would wear it. Oh, yeah. We'll do live video that day. Yeah. That would be awesome. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. I do have a pair of rubber duck earrings that someone made for me. I wear them to work all the time, and I get a ton of comments on them. They're tiny and they're cute. I know. Yes. we We have the best listeners yeah we do we do 
Anyway, thank you. Thank, thank you, you for being here. Yes. So until next week, we hope you have an amazing week. We love you. And as always, stay mischievous. Bye, guys.